Ava Hartling. Welcome to the Brand is Female podcast. Every week, I speak with women changemakers and founders who are redefining the rules of female leadership. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Women in Enterprise. TD helps women in business achieve success and growth through their educational workshops, financing, and mentorship. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. This week, we talk about women in business and financing. My guest for this episode is Nancy King, Associate VP at TD Bank, who has been with TD Business Banking for over 14 years. Nancy was born to immigrant parents who instilled within her a strong work ethic and entrepreneurial values at an early age. It's no surprise that today, Nancy heads TD Small Business Banking and the Business Bank Segments groups, including women in enterprise. We talked about the influence parents and other role models can have on us, as well as the best way of supporting women in business, as well as in the workplace. We also address some of the common challenges faced by women entrepreneurs today. Here is our conversation. Nancy, it's a pleasure welcoming you on The Brand is Female today. Thank you so much for making time to speak with me. No, thank you very much, Eva, for having me. I typically start these conversations by asking my guests to go back in time a little bit. So we'll do the same. Uh, And I want to know, growing up, what did you dream of as a future career for yourself? And did you ever think it would have to do with the financial sector? Oh, that's an interesting question. And uh, maybe I'll, I'll go back in terms of uh, my family background. Uh, my parents were, were Vietnamese boat people. And, and these were a group of Vietnamese refugees who fled the country by boat uh, after the war. Uh, they're both from very large families. My mom, uh, a family of 10 siblings, my dad, eight. Uh, and we were very fortunate that uh, during their time at a refugee camp, they were all sponsored by incredible churches in the Niagara region. And so my family, we, we settled in Fort Erie, Ontario. Uh, my three older sisters and I were born in this, this little town, uh, but we soon moved to Toronto as my father, he was making the daily trek back and forth um, to and from Niagara region. And, and we landed in the, the very vibrant uh, Jane and Finch community in Toronto. Uh, and in fact, and I love this, but so many of my family members ended up being in the same neighborhood and in, like on the same street. Uh, at, at one point, I think I had four or five relatives, including grandparents, who were all within a couple of minutes from each other. And so, you know, it was a very active childhood. And, and I recall many moments that helped shape my path. And I think about big family gatherings, uh, swimming lessons at the YMCA, um, reading at the Toronto Public Library. That was a favorite spot of my sisters and I. Um, and, and where banking comes in, uh, a special, there was a special class trip that was organized by uh, a teacher. And he was friends with the chairman of the board at one of our major Canadian banks. And I think I was in grade six or seven at the time. And, you know, you think about like the wow, you're being that young and having the chance to go into a bank vault. Uh, hold or touch a brick of gold uh, and sit around an official board table and ask questions to a, an executive. And, and so I thought, you know, the bank would be a really cool place to work. Um, but I was also very inspired by my mother growing up. You know, she was incredibly hardworking, still, of course, is incredibly hardworking. And like many immigrants, uh, she had a side business 
making foods from her home country. And so her journey in turning that part-time business into a full-time enterprise, plus I'll add my husband, he's also an entrepreneur, a small business owner himself. That's really led to my passion in helping business owners. And I love that you actually did dream of a career in banking, uh, which which is pretty exceptional. And you've mentioned some role models in, in answering that question. You've spoken about your mom and entrepreneurs around you. Uh, I'm curious to know um, who who inspired you on your path. And maybe it is your mom. You've mentioned, you know, values around and, and her being hardworking and dedicated to uh, to her career, even though she was raising a family. Um And even on your path, when you started working in in banking, you know, who were those kind of inspirational figures for you? And I'll add, uh, given as well that we know women tend to be underrepresented in the the financial or banking world, although that is changing. Yeah, no, and that's a great question. And maybe I'll I'll, I'll relay this back to some some lessons that I've learned from my mother um, growing up. Um, life skills and, and how she really has become a role model for me. And, you know, it, it probably comes as a cookie cutter response, but her ability and as a woman business owner, like you said, juggling so much in terms of raising four children, working a full-time job, having a part-time job as well, um, was her ability to find a path and, and overcome challenges. And, you know, she was in the, the food and beverage industry Uh, I mentioned, and and when she first incorporated her business, I recall the process of her having labels made. And of course, it's not as simple as just going to a printer um, to get to get them made. But you have to create a logo, uh, nutritional facts. You know, a, that's quite technical. Translation, and and you know, you're bilingual yourself. And you know, I think about my mother being an immigrant. English was not her first language. Uh, never mind French, uh, you know. And so 25, 30 years ago, access to information wasn't as readily available online if you were even lucky to have a computer. And I think back to the time we got our first computer, what a big deal that was. Uh, but that, that meant relying more on trusted advisors and mentors. And thinking about my mother as that role model she was smart enough to admit she didn't know all the answers. And so she pulled in experts to get the right advice. Um, And we all have to acknowledge mistakes will be made. And and for business owners, that might mean financial losses or loss of time. And of course, we always say time is money. Um, But, you know, these learnings are part of life. And uh, I've certainly had to engage experts or admit my faults. Uh, I think about my incredible team at, at TD and how I lean on them as experts in, in what they do. Um, but Eva, I, I've also been really inspired by my mother's tenacity. And, and every weekend, we would drive through Chinatown, and my mother would meet with grocery store managers asking them, and you don't know my mother, so maybe it wasn't even asking them, it was telling them to put her, her products on shelves. And in time, she was able to work through a a national distributor. And I was so incredibly proud one day walking through a major grocery store and seeing her products on the shelves. And, um, you know, I was in a a business development role uh, uh, several years ago. And there was a business I was as a commercial banker. And there was a business I was trying to win over from another financial institution. 
I used to call this business owner every couple of months, if not every month. And uh, he kept on saying, nope, you know, we're happy with, with our bank. But finally, he broke down and gave me the chance to meet with him. And, and we did end up winning, winning the business. And he told me afterwards, you know, it was that tenacity and the never give up attitude. And he wanted to work with a partner that had that dedication mm-hmm. and, and commitment to a goal. Um, you know, so I think back at, at how I learned so much in terms of that with my mother. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, talking about that, those weekend drives, just a, another point to that question was, you know, I learned about the benefits of a strong support system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we used to go on these entire family, you know, sales calls, I'll say, mm-hmm. uh, throughout the years and, and, you know, seeing my father as an incredibly supportive partner. Um, but also my sisters and I, you know, that it was pretty much a part-time job for us as well on, on weekends and, and learning to, through my mom's eyes of, of being a business owner. And I, you know, I see it and I'm sure you do as well, that importance of being surrounded by uplifting people mm-hmm. every day and how, you know, the, that results in the successes of our teams, of our family and our friends. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm sure you can think of, instances where you know that positive energy or a positive individual or moment um, did lead to a successful outcome like is there something that comes to mind for you Eva? Um, well, I think it's, uh, and a lot of the women entrepreneurs I speak to for this show, yeah. right, there's always kind of that moment where, uh, especially when we're starting our entrepreneurial project, I think we feel very alone and isolated. And for, it's interesting because for a lot of women, often the answer is having a business partner, right? And um, I think that takes away a lot of that kind of isolation and solitude. Uh, it, 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 it wasn't my case. So for me, it was really... Uh, when I launched my own business, it was the amazing network of women entrepreneurs that I have among friends, among contacts, and really, you know, calling them for advice and asking them about their experience when they started out. And I can see the difference because, it, and again, in speaking to women, you know, who come on the show uh, every week, often that's probably the first or the, the one of the largest obstacles to overcome is kind of breaking that solitude and that pattern of, oh, I can do it all by myself. I don't yeah. need to ask for help. And then we find ourselves sometimes with problems that might be really easy to solve if we could just speak to somebody and get an outside perspective. So sure. I think for me, it's just been, you know, feeling very lucky that I can rely on the entrepreneurs I, I know in my life. And they've been probably the greatest source of advice and information and motivation. Yeah. You know, my, my husband's actually mentoring an acquaintance of ours. And he has shared some of the feedback in, in terms of their, their conversations, like the, you know, the outcome of it. And her, her point is, wow, what you told me really has come to life. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, you, you were right about this issue that I was going to face. And he's like, but, you know, cause that's what entrepreneur, everybody faces the same challenges. Uh, it may be in different ways, uh, but you know, we, we have to share these experiences, uh, with each other so that we're not hitting, making mountains out of molehills, you know, so to speak. 
Exactly. No, that's it. And sometimes I think we create problems or bigger problems for ourselves, you know, as opposed to just asking somebody for yeah. somebody who's gone through the same path. And an example for me is, uh, w you know, which sounds really small, but for the longest time when I started out and I was small, I would insist on doing my own um, uh, bookkeeping, right? Until I had a discussion one day and, and I hate doing it like every, you yeah. know, end of the yeah. month, it's very stressful. And I had a conversation with a, another woman entrepreneur and she's like, it's the best gift you can give yourself just hire somebody to do that right there's yeah. no reason you should be spending your time on that spend more time with clients spend more time you know on your the, the core of what you do so it's it's these little things that we can't foresee no and, and you're exactly right and we actually see it and one of the teams that I do lead is this professional banking um and I also my father-in-law uh he he's now retired but he was also a, a dentist himself and you do see in certain professions where they're fantastic at what they do, mm -hmm. right? In terms of their technical capabilities and where they're able to leverage experts like accounts or bookkeepers, that's what they should do. You know, you think about even HR functions. Exactly. Small, biz small business owners think they need to be everything, yeah. uh, but it's not realistic. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you're able to pay for that expertise, it actually can help your your businesses uh, your business grow and the opportunities new open new opportunities for your business because your capacity isn't tied in trying to manage things that you're not an expert in yeah exactly well and i want to get to and it was it was really interesting hearing how much you know your mom inspired who you are and and you know there there are several lessons that apply to your own uh, career path and your work now so i'd like to ask you about your role today as associate vp of small business banking and business banking segments at td bank group which is an impressive title and again i'm always thrilled to see uh, women leaders in the financial and banking sector so congratulations for that but tell me about your role on a on a on a daily basis. Yeah, so I've been I've been working in banking for nearly 20 years. Um, in my current role, I lead small business banking sales teams and specifically our centralized remote uh, teams. And so, as you can imagine, that's an area we're focused on uh, developing, given customer changing needs and preferences. The pandemic has certainly uh, accelerated the the need for more remote remote or what we call omni channel, multi channel. Um, capabilities. I, I also lead specialized segments. And so I mentioned professional banking, but we also have a focus on women in enterprise. And I think Eva, you're, you're well aware of our focus here. Um, you know, TD has a very strong commitment to diversity and inclusion. And, and we believe women businesses uh, are a key driver to the economic activity in Canada. And in a post-COVID reality, they now require even more support. Uh, so we have a national women in enterprise sales team. And we've built an internal network of business bankers who are trained to understand systemic challenges women in business face and how we can be part of their advisory group. So, it, you know, it's a great opportunity for us. Um, and I'm excited and optimistic about how we support the communities where we live and work. This season of The Brennis Female is made possible with the support of TD Women in Enterprise, and they're about confidently building you. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. It takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. 
What's great about TD Services for Women in Business is their collaborative approach. TD can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship, and they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. TD Women in Enterprise has banking specialists who are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance to give to women in business. And so you've been basically surrounded by business owners, you know, in your family, you've mentioned your, your mom and, and now your husband and your clients, obviously through your work at TD. So I'm curious to know what would be the biggest, the number one challenge that you see women in enterprise specifically. So women, female founders, uh, and what are your suggestions to them in terms of overcoming this one challenge or these challenges? Mm -hmm. So as a banker, you know, I'll say access to capital is maybe one of the biggest challenge. Only only 14% of, of women use a business loan. And if I think about uh, what customers are saying to us, women business owners, and anecdotally, you know, banking is still perceived as that old, old boys club, especially business banking. And they don't think um, men or bankers would take them seriously or their ideas would be dismissed. Um, they could be intimidated to go into a bank. Um, that concept of, of being afraid uh, of not knowing what to ask for, not wanting to look foolish. Maybe you're not comfortable talking about financing. And so I know it's easier said than done, but business owners shouldn't be afraid to approach their bank for mm -hmm. advice around financing. That, that's what we're here for. And, and while banks might not be able to fund your business today, um, it might be, you know, early, early days for funding for, for traditional bank funding. Uh, but we could point you in, in other directions to other resources that might be available. And, you know, think about the upside uh, of credit. Using credit could elevate a business to the next level and take advantage of opportunities that wouldn't have been available without it. So maybe that's buying equipment, mm -hmm. buying a building perhaps financing a new contract, you know, so if, if I'm going to add, you know, it's financing a business, but having being, being brave enough to have that conversation with your banker, but um, financing is just one aspect or challenge to running a viable business. Uh, I think a general key challenge for, for business owners is preparedness. And so we encourage all clients to, to create a business plan, uh, conduct a SWOT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats analysis. Think about th those obstacles that you might face and how to overcome them. Um, so putting together a, a solid business plan and, and think about the value proposition of your new enterprise and how you'll communicate that plan to stakeholders or potential investors. Mm -hmm. So where would be the best place for women who are interested in getting information and, and you know, getting access to a financial advisor, basically, where, where can they start? Yeah, uh, I would say entrepreneurs, like they can access information on our TD Small Business website. We do have links uh, that we can then connect business owners with our own internal small business bankers um, or commercial bankers. But uh, I do like to highlight our government government partners uh, at Business Development Bank of Canada, BDC. They have a, a real comprehensive set of resources that are online. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Great advice. Um, now I want to talk about the time that we find ourselves in. You know, it's now 
March 2022, it feels like we might be in the process of getting to the end of at least the, the, the heightened crisis around the pandemic. We're talking about recovery. Uh, it's, it's been a few years now. You know, it's, it's been over two years. We know women especially have been affected by uh, the, the negative impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, it's been referred to as a she session mm -hmm. uh, by some uh, that's due to more women who are employed in industries that have been impacted by the pandemic, such as hospitality, for example. And we know that there's the extra burden of caring for children, caring for the home, additional uh, responsibilities, the issue of gender wage gap inequities, etc. So it, you know, it's it's been difficult for all of us. It's been difficult for women, especially, and for women entrepreneurs, it's that uh, you know double impact. So, what's your best advice for women on navigating, um, getting through, you know, what's coming next? Hopefully, we are talking about recovery. But for female founders and women business owners specifically, what would your advice to them be? That seemed like a never-ending list of challenges that women are facing. <laughs> It sure and, is. And, and yeah, yeah. So, so perhaps to steal um, a response there, and of course, every situation is unique and, and circumstances coming out of this will be different. Um, but my advice would be first is take a step back, uh, evaluate where you are relative to where you were prior to the pandemic. So is the existing business still viable and in operations? Can you go back um, to any of your contacts, suppliers, customers, renegotiate an, uh, an re-emergence plan. Can your suppliers offer discounts? Uh, can customers offer uh, quicker payment terms than before to help replenish your working capital faster? If not, uh, is there an opportunity to pivot, you know, start a new venture or come back with a piece of your original business and, and build that back up? Um, you mentioned this earlier in terms of advisors. And so I'd say it, second is, is leverage those trusted advisors that you have, like your bookkeeper, your accountant, lawyers, peers, entrepreneurs, you mentioned, so incredibly important because they also understand, you know, they can empathize or sympathize with the situation that you might be in. Uh, and, and maybe they have faced uh, similar challenges and, and how they might have suggestions on how you can rebound. Mm -hmm. And um, in terms of funding, while these have started to, to wind down, you know, you can continue to look into government government uh, or other COVID relief programs and grants that are still available. Mm -hmm. um, an overarching piece of advice, the, the pandemic has taught us that we have to prepare for the unexpected. Mm -hmm. And so it's important for any business plan is to have a contingency plan mm -hmm. and and where possible that does mean have savings mm -hmm, mm -hmm. absolutely excellent yeah. excellent advice no matter the the situation um there's, sure. an, there's another aspect to the pandemic and how it's impacting uh you know corporations companies of, of all sizes 
employers and employees as well. And as a people leader at TD, I'd love to know your thoughts on how women employees specifically were affected the pandemic and how they can best navigate through. And I guess mm -hmm. the advice goes to employers, so small business owners uh, who are dealing with a workforce who's been impacted. I know in my case, and this is something I talked about with my team and with other entrepreneurs, you know, everyone's mental health has been affected and uh, we're, we're seeing the impact with employees everywhere. So what are your thoughts on navigating that aspect of the pandemic? Definitely. That's a great question. And research is showing the pandemic has dealt, we talked about this, a major step, step back on women's employment. You noted more women are employed in pandemic impacted industries, retail um, services, and, and women tend to opt to be the family caregiver as well. But, you know, for women who decide to stay in the workforce and utilize the, the flex or remote office accommodations that might be afforded to them by their employer, I think it's important that both managers and employees do what's necessary to ensure that taking advantage of these accommodations do not materially disadvantage. And so I think about work productivity, uh, skill development, or career advancement. And so the past couple of years, you know, it's shown us that there are certain roles that can be performed effectively, hybrid or fully remote. You know, I know for you, you even have team members across the country. Uh, so, you know, there, there are opportunities where we're going. We don't need to be necessarily even in the same city. But, uh, you know, it, it does. Virtual meetings are great, mm -hmm. but they certainly haven't replaced in-person connections. And I Absolutely. love that we have, I love we have embraced new technologies, right? Like you and I can have this conversation virtually, um, but tell me this wouldn't have been awesome in person, mm -hmm. right? Where we could have been in studio together. So I, I think it's important for both people, managers, leaders, and the employees to be creative mm -hmm. about how you can connect effectively mm -hmm. and uh, be proactive in how to engage meaningfully. So it is supporting the development and advancement of, of women. Mm. And speaking of that, you gave me a perfect segue for what was going to be my next question. And you've spoken about the importance of that support network. And often that is internal to an organization as well. So I'd love to know for you in your role at TD, how do you strive to support and offer mentorship uh, to the new generation of women coming into the workforce and perhaps women who are working specifically with, you know, other women entrepreneurs, but on, on the banker side? Yeah, we have um, our Women in Leadership uh, Committee or membership at, at TD. It's actually the largest employee network um, at TD Bank. And I think that's a testament to our commitment to diversity and inclusivity um, within our business. So I am involved in our Women in Leadership um, and, and on our GTA specifically for business banking, our steering committee. And we are constantly looking at ways on how to support the advancement of, of women in, in our organization, um, but also looking at how we support women in our community as well. And so um, I'm very active with, with Will, Women in Leadership, um, and through my Women in Enterprise team, we do connect quite a bit with our community and, and try to bring organizations that we partner with, bring our customers that we we work um, with, with our entire employee network. Mm. And so how can we continue to bring our employees and give them an opportunity to share their experiences, their knowledge, 
um, with our broader community. That sounds fantastic. And, you know, you're, you're an exceptional role model for women within the organization at TD. So congratulations for that. Um, and which should be my last question, this episode airs on what is International Women's Day. And I'd like to ask you for the year ahead, uh, the year we've just entered, uh, what is your wish for women? Oh, that's an interesting question. Well, you know, I spoke briefly about TD's women in enterprise focus, and I think there's an incredible opportunity for banks and other organizations to support the advancement of, of women in business. Um, but in, it, it's maybe this is just more of a general comment about, you know, what I hope for women. Um, it, it's about women in our network. And you and I were talking briefly about this. It's like that concept of supporting women around us. And if there's any call to action that I have and anything that um, your, the listeners take from this, allies as well as women, mm-hmm. you know, it's that, that we should be, we need to support each other. And, and so through that, it's like sharing our knowledge or life experiences, mm-hmm. providing emotional support, could be financial support, um, because it will make a difference. And, and I know it's going to result in all of us rising together. Great, great words of wisdom, and and thank you for that. And I I shared that wish as well. Uh, we've covered a lot today. It was great learning about your own story and uh, your your views on on women and and the advice you have for entrepreneurs. Any parting thoughts before we finish our interview? You know what? I love that you said it in terms of your experiences, but uh, you don't have to do it alone. And there is so much. Uh, experience around us and support that's around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and for women business owners, don't be afraid to connect with your bank um, or any of the other trusted advisors that you have around you because people are here to help. So building that network and taking advantage of the network and asking for help, that's all uh, very valuable advice. And I think we can all uh, save ourselves a little headaches by putting this in action <laughs> early in our entrepreneurial journey. So thank you Definitely. so much, Lucy. This has been great. Thank you for speaking with me today and happy International thank Women's you. Day. You too. Thank you. Have a great day. I really hope you enjoyed today's conversation. And if you did, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and give us a review wherever that is possible. Thank you to TD Women in Enterprise for their support of The Brand is Female. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. Thank you so much for listening to a podcast by The Brand is Female. I'm Ava Hartling, and this episode was produced by our team. Sound engineering by Isabel Morris. Research and production support, Claire Miglionico. Marketing and digital growth, Kayla Gillis. And partnerships, Natalie Hope. Yeah.